Brother Kabe. God bless you. <laughs> I can imagine you didn't expect this this morning, did you? I didn't. But I am so grateful for people like Johnny Todd going to the field, Miss Todd being faithful, and uh, just to see what God has done and continuing to do. I, I don't know. I don't know what that did to you when I heard him say that. Listen, you 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 brought the work to us, but we're going to continue it on. And he's not just talking. They bought property. They've already started churches. I mean, this is not something that they hope that they're going to do. This is something they're doing right now. And, um, and I'm just, um, I'm just so, so grateful for that. I, I, only, I think I just need to add why we're seeing what we're seeing. Go to John chapter 4. I'm, I'm not going to preach what I intended to preach, but I want you to go to John 4. And if the Lord will help me, I just kind of want to put the period on the end of everything we've seen today. And, and can I say this to you as well as you're turning John chapter 4? When the devil tells you that you're wasting your money by giving it to missions, he is so much a liar. You just saw a man that is a medical doctor, his wife seated next to him, and their son. I'm telling you right now, when you, when you give to the work of missions, you're not wasting money. You're investing it in something that will bring reward one day. And, um, but in John chapter 4, Jesus said something that I think Mrs. Todd would say and that her husband would say. And that every missionary here would say, in John 4, verse 4, and he must needs go through Samaria. Now, he must go through Samaria. You could say, well, he had to travel through Samaria to get to Jerusalem from Galilee. You're right. So he must go, but it says he must needs go. There's more than one reason why Jesus had to go to Samaria. But before I, before I say anything about that, understand that Samaria was not a place that anybody else really wanted to do anything with. If you look there in verse number 9, the woman of Samaria, he meets a woman there. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. She said, why are you asking me to take and pour you a glass of water, me a Samaritan? Why would you ask me to do that? Because the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. And she's saying, right, if you look in the Bible, the Samaritans and King Jeroboam, in Samaria created one of the worst idols that Israel would ever be known of or for. And God really, he, he was very much against that. I don't know if you just heard what Brother Kabe said. Did you understand when he said that his family animism, that they worshiped the river and the trees and the animals? Well, in, in Samaria, they worshiped everything but the one true God. 
And then in 2 Kings, you come along and then another king brings together the Jews that are there with Gentiles that had little G gods and he gets them all jumbled up to where people would look at the Samaritans, if you would, as a mixed race, not just by their nationality, but also by the gods that they had. It was an intermingling of gods. And this woman says, why in the world, why would you ask me to give you a drink of water? Why would you, being a Jew, why would you ask me that? There are people today that believe that uh, skin color should separate what kind of church you go to. I, I'm not of that opinion. I, I believe that God died for all men. And there are some people, I was born in Alabama. I know what I'm saying right now. I was born in Alabama. There are questions that are put beside uh, principles like that. You mean you believe that, that everybody of the same color could be inside the same building? If you've had the blood of Jesus Christ to wash your sin away, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be more than in a building for a little while. You're going to be in eternity together forever. Right, right. And the Bible, the Bible's very clear. The Bible sees people as lost or saved. You're either born again or you need to be born again. And I know that the world would take and do great work with the idea, but that is present in this passage, Samaritans. It's not just the difference of religion, it's also the difference of culture, of nation. And she's saying, why would you do that? Again, look at it again there in verse number four. And he must needs go through Samaria. I had Mrs. Todd talk to me on a number of occasions. I, I got to go back. And she's had cerebral malaria, not just malaria, but cerebral malaria. And that is very dangerous for her. And she would come here and she'd say, preacher, pray for our people in, in uh, West Africa. And I, I, I'm looking to go back. And I'm, I, I, I just you pray that I can get back there soon. And she, she had it in her heart, I must needs go. I think if you were to give Brother Vaughn a new set of legs and, and, and give him a, a, new, a new back and, and all of that and give him some more years, I believe he'd go right back to Brazil. I believe if you'd let Brother David, and if you healed his wife and let him, if his, he and his wife were whole, I believe they'd go, I believe he'd be in Niger today, not here. I must needs go. There's something about that phrase that Jesus says, I have got to go to Samaria. Not just that I've got to travel through, but I've got to go. Now, part of that ties into what you and I know in Acts chapter 1. In Acts 1 and verse 8, you know what the Bible says, don't you? You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. Look at John chapter 2, verse 13. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to, can you say it for me? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Look at John chapter 3, verse 22. After these things came Jesus' disciples into the land of, can you say it for me? Yeah. Judea. John 4, 4, and he must needs go through. You see what Jesus was doing? <laughs> he was setting an example that he was going to give to you and I to follow later on. He wasn't asking you to do something that he wasn't willing to do. 
He said, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, I'm going to go to Judea, and I'm going to go to Samaria because I must need to do that because when I leave, I'm going to ask them to go to all those three places and the uttermost part of the earth. He was being an example for us. I would say today, Mrs. Todd and her husband have been examples to us. But they followed the example of Jesus Christ. Our missionaries, Jimmy Rose in heaven, has been an example to us. He is somebody that has showed us how we should commit our lives. And, and when somebody says, well, is it worth it? Um, I'd ask this question. <clears throat> Mr. Bernard, is it worth it that a woman would bring the gospel to a people that sit in darkness? Would it be worth it? Was it worth it for you? Brother, brother, brother Edens, do you think those people in Niger that you talk about, those imams, do you think it was worth it for them that you went over there with the gospel? I'm telling you right now, it's worth it to make that sacrifice. I must needs go through Samaria. But the passage is at a well. <laughs> this woman's thirsty. Have you ever been thirsty? I mean, I'm talking about have you ever been parched? I mean, so thirsty. If you didn't get something to drink, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk or I'm going to be able to continue. That's where this woman is. And the Bible says in verse 7, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. She didn't come to the well to meet somebody. She came to the well because she was thirsty. She was searching for water. And I'm telling you, there's a world out there that is filled with people that have searching souls on the inside. They have something missing. This woman, this woman not was just searching physically. Look what the Bible says in verse 18. She was searching in other ways. For thou hast had five husbands. You see that in your Bible? I mean, how many, how many does it take until you're satisfied? How, how many times are you going to remarry until you finally say, I'm going to stick with this one? She's searching on the inside. There's something that is not right, wanting, lacking. And what I'm saying is she is looking and the woman, then look what else it says, and, the man, and, the, and he whom thou hast now is not thy husband. So now you've given up on marriage, you're just going to live with them. Do you see that? She's thirsting in a soul and she's thirsting physically. And Jesus says... <laughs> Verse 10, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. <laughs> Verse 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water, that's coming out of that well, that's that wet stuff she's looking for, shall thirst again. Oh, my soul, look at verse 14. But, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Jesus knew that there was a woman that had great need in her life. She was searching for something, and he knew that he had what she needed. Can I tell you this this morning? I don't know what you think you need, and I don't know how searching your heart is, but if you're searching for someone that satisfies, you're never going to find it in a political party, but you will find it in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not going to find it in the workplace if you get a new job. You're not going to find it in the neighborhood if you find a new neighbor. You know what you're going to find? You're going to find somebody that satisfies, hey, when you meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He knew she was looking, but not just her. Look at verse 29. 
After he spoke to her in verse 28, the woman left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. A whole city emptying itself, not because there are bombs that are falling, not because there's a dictator knocking at the door, a whole city of men leaving because they have heard that a woman just said, I found somebody that has finally satisfied my needs. I think some of them may have gone out just to see what he looked like because we know you. We know you've been very unsatisfied. Five times and now the one you have, he doesn't seem to do the trick either, but she says, oh, come see a man. I finally found him. And a whole city empties, not because of fear, but because they're searching too. Oh, and then look at it. Oh, I'm going to shout in a minute. Verse 39, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. Look what it says in verse 41. And many more believed because of his own word. Did you hear what she said just a moment ago? 80, 80 children, two and three years of age. Three to 400 children in a church. Churches being started in other places. You know what? I hear that and you know, it, you know what rings in my mind as I was thinking about this? Many are believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not going to go out tomorrow and worship the river or worship the mountain or worship the rock. They're going to go out and they're going to worship the God of heaven. They found out that there's somebody in heaven that can meet their needs that's alive, that that rock can't meet and that river can't meet and that mosque can't meet and that Catholic church can't meet. They found somebody that could go beyond that and that's Jesus Christ. That's happening right now in Africa. You think Jesus didn't know there are a bunch of men in that city? Got tired of getting to the end of that bottle and the bottom of that cup. Amen. Waking up the next morning, having to go to work and saying, you know, I don't know if life's ever going to change. I don't know if it'll ever get any better. People standing by graveside wondering, I wonder what's going to happen. And I, we did everything we knew to do and it just doesn't seem like the God's healed her. And I have all these questions. Jesus said, there's a bunch of people in Samaria and a woman. They've got a heart that's empty and needs something. I believe I'm just going to go give them exactly what they need. I've got to go. Yeah, but what will the people say about you, Lord? I'm not interested in what the people are saying. I'm interested in what those people need. That's what we've seen today. Here's what I think we've seen. We've seen somebody that allowed their heart to be like his heart. They didn't look at the skin color. They looked at the need of the soul. I must needs go. If you're here and you're one of those missionaries out of our church or you've been on the field, would you, would you stand up just a minute? Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want to put any pressure on you. If you know there are more people where you have served that are in darkness 
and they're empty and they're thirsty and they've got all kind of false gods, but they just need somebody else and there needs to be more people looking on the harvest. That's verse 35. Would you mind coming this morning to an altar and asking God to send more people? Would you do that? God, would you send somebody to Denmark, to Niger? Would you send somebody to, to Mexico, to Brazil? Look at Miss Todd. Miss Todd's always telling me, preacher, I'm getting older. <laughs> you need to tell them we need more missionaries in, in Africa. Somebody needs to go. I think they're here this morning because they've got the heart that Jesus has. Can I ask you a question, Ken, if you come play the organ? I'm going to get on the altar. I, I'm going to volunteer to go. I volunteer every missions conference. But I think I probably need a heart more like Jesus Christ. I must need to go. And maybe if you feel the way I do, they went because they have that heart. Well, God, would you help me to have that kind of heart where maybe I don't have to go to Niger, but I'd be willing to go across the street. I'd be willing to talk to people that are in my office. I'd be willing to talk to people that are in my neighborhood. That I'd be willing, I'd be willing to carry what you've given us to them, a water that they'll never thirst again. Would you come to the altar this morning and say, God, would you give me a heart like Jesus? Would you give me a heart like I need? That's what I need. I see it. I see it in him. I need that heart right there. And then if you're here this morning, you're not saved. Today would be the best day in the world for you to get born again. We've had such a sweet service here today. You won't get saved. Today's a good day. You've never been saved. You lift your hand. I'll come to you. I'll take a Bible and show you how you can be saved. Anybody like that? Anybody like that? Brother Hope, if you want to sing, that'll be fine. God, would you give me a heart like Jesus? That's what our altar invitation is all about this morning. Lord, help me have that kind of heart. See people's needs. See people's thirst.
to thee my blessed Savior I surrender all. Amen. Well, I would ask you, how many of you glad you came to church today? Aren't you glad that you didn't let the devil convince you that you could have missed out today, done something better, and you got to be part of all this? Because you can't make a moment like this. You do understand that what you and I just enjoyed was a product of 50 years. It's not something you put in a microwave and push a button. It's something that was a lot, a lot, of, a lot of labor, a lot of, a lot of long nights, tears, prayer, work, and we got to enjoy the end of it. It's kind of like those people, and boy, I love the Bible. Jesus went out there and he hired people at the beginning of the day and the heat of the day they work, and he finally goes out at the last hour, at that fifth hour. He goes out and he says, all right, look here, if y'all go work, I'll give, you, I'll give you something. They go out at the last hour, work one hour, and they got what everybody else got. I, I just say this, I'm glad I'm in the line. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not anywhere close to where some of these people that have given their lives are. You're talking about who's going to be at the front of the line when it comes out to receiving something from the Lord. I don't, I don't believe it's going to be big-name preachers that folks know about. I think it's going to be missionaries that gave their life on the field. And I'm not talking about how large their work was. I'm just talking about that were obedient to the call of Christ. I believe it. Okay, Brother, Brother Gron, how about you and your wife come this way? And this is just another extra special thing. So... <clears throat> I feel like I need to see if I, am I, am I dreaming or do I need to wake up yet right now? This is a uh, brother, brother Jeffrey Gron and, and, and his wife, Tracy, right? And, um, they, uh, they sold their house in New York, which we all understand that, right? <laughs> sold their house in New York and moved to Greenville. And I'm just going to let you hold that. Brother Jeff, can you tell me, why did you move to Greenville? Just because of the tabernacle. We watched online for two, two and a half years, and we, uh, we prayed about it, and God made it very clear to us that we had to be here. And he opened that door for us. Well, I can tell you some people in North Alabama right now rolling over in their grave. They're saying, son, you talking about any color can come into the church, and now you're letting Yankees in too? What is wrong with you? Guarantee you. They want to join by statement. So um, I'm going to just, Brother Jeff, I'll let you start. Brother Jeff, have you been born again? Yes, I have. When April get, 11th, 1997. 1997. Did you get saved at home or church? Or? I was at home. Got saved at home. Anybody help you or is it just you and the no, Lord? It, it was the Lord. It was, it was talking on my heart for six months as a, uh, as a police sergeant in the city. And one of the calls that uh, an officer makes is when, there's, when they're in trouble, it's 1013. And you'll have hundreds of officers coming for an officer down. I made that ultimate call, Romans 10, 13. <laughs> Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it changed my life. Born and raised a Catholic and reborn in Christ 33 years later. <laughs> Amen. Brother Grant, have you been scripturally baptized? Yes, I have in Hudson River. Amen. In the river. In the Hudson. I guarantee you there ain't anybody within 200 miles that's been baptized in the Hudson. Miss Tracy, have you, have, you, have you been born again? Yes, in January of 1991. 91? Yes, 19. 19. I'm a former Catholic. 
Okay. And uh, was probably the only one going, sneaking out to go to church. My friends were all going out to clubs and stuff. I was sneaking out to go to church because my parents had a hard time with that, How about that? being Catholic. How about that? So like that woman we looked at just a minute ago, searching and you found yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Been scripturally baptized as yes, well? Yes, in uh, July of 1991. All right. All in favor of taking the Grand family into Tabernacle Baptist Church right now. And Miss Todd, if you'd come on down this way again, I know you've been down here a couple times already. And um, we'll just give some space. I want, I want you to be able to come. I'm sorry. While she's coming, you, anything else you want to say, Miss Todd? Flowers on the family. I don't have a card. Okay. You say, what are you doing? I'm trying to figure that out right now. Um, we also have flowers, I believe, from the family. Is that right, Joy? Okay. And uh, these are here, and, um, and we certainly do. We appreciate them honoring their mother. So, Miss Joyce, you can sit. You can stand. Brother, Brother Jeff, you and Tracy, y'all stand. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to be standing. If you stand to your feet, please come by and let them know you're glad that they came to Tabernacle, and you're glad that she's been part of Tabernacle. All right? God bless you. You're dismissed. Amen. Love you.